0: There was this beautiful plane. It was a plane my grandfather built. And before you get too impressed, it was a balsa wood plane. It wasn't a big plane. But it was this balsa wood plane. And it was a pretty fair scale size balsa wood plane. I mean, wingspan was just about three feet and body just about the same as they're built. And it was this gorgeous yellow tissue that covered it. And we spent about a week, let me rephrase that. I spent about a week with him as he built it. See, the intent was that he and I were going to build it together. I was about 11, and it seemed that I just didn't know how to build it quite right. And so Grandpa stepped in, and Grandpa started to build, and he would carry on wherever my fingers left off because there's a lot of pinning and gluing, and things have to be at just the right order. Now, it came out beautifully, absolutely beautifully. And it was a gas-powered one, and so we would put gas into it and make sure the motor worked and the prop was going the right direction. And there were a couple of adjustments here and there that we could make, but you would take the wings and put it on top and kind of rubber band them on to hold them on when you wanted to fly it. And so we found this field, and my uncle and my grandpa and I went out. Now, the goal of this plane was to get it to go straight up, and then when the engine cut out, for it to circle down. They're way easier to find that way. So grandpa you know, was explaining how the engine would turn one particular way and how you had to make an adjustment on the rudder that, to counteract that. And so he had set it up with the way everything needed to go and we got the engine going and he let it go and the thing went, <laughs> bam, right into the ground. <laughs> we picked it up and it was still whole. It's pretty amazing. I had no idea balsa and tissue paper and glue could be that strong. And so we put the wing back on because one of the rubber bands had come off. And he said, well, it just needs a little adjustment, but I've got it going the right way. And again, wham, right into the ground again. Over and over. Three times this thing smashed into the ground. Peter's walking through kind of the same thing. So remember, Peter, as he was with Jesus, remember on uh, the Last Supper, and he said, you're going to deny me three times? And Peter said, no, I'm not. Over and over, Peter denied him. And then a while later, after the resurrection, Jesus was walking with dis- the disciples just a couple of weeks ago. We talked about at the north end of the Sea of Galilee, and Jesus took Peter off to the side, and he says, Peter, do you love me? Over over and over asking him pointing back to the fact that Peter needed this word over and over again in his life and in the acts reading today Peter continually learning over and over again now It's interesting as you read through the chapter before where our reading came today, the exact same story comes up when Peter actually walked through it. Now he's standing before the leaders in Jerusalem and he's recounting to them this vision that he had where a sheet was being laid down from the heavens and on this sheet were all kinds of unclean things, things that were not kosher for a good Jewish man or Jewish boy to eat. And so it came down. And he looked upon it, and the messenger, the angel that was there to describe this to him said, Peter, look, there's reptiles, and there's these certain birds, and there's these other things. Kill and eat. And Peter says, no way. Nothing unclean has ever entered these lips. Some of you have heard how I talk about angels before. I don't necessarily believe them to be these gaunt little flighty things, but they're God's soldiers. So I can imagine an angel kind of getting puffed up a little bit and going, how dare you call common what God has called uncommon? How dare you call unclean what God has called clean? So the sheet comes down again, and Peter says three times this whole interaction goes on over and over again for Peter to finally kind of hear what the messenger is saying started to think in our lives. How many times over and over again we hear God's good word and God's gifts and we turn it into a test. See, Peter heard that good word, heard this new freeing thing, heard this opening up of God's gifts to him so that he could very freely and rightfully go and sit with those who did not grow up in Israel and go share God's word with them without the weight bearing on his conscience of whether or not he was eating the right thing. But how often we take those gifts that God gives, maybe we turn it into a, a test. Maybe we turn it into an opportunity to say, God, look how good I'm doing this. I see your commandments and look how good I'm holding these up for you. As if he needs us to hold them up for him. How often we may take these good things that come into our life and claim them as our own and forget about the fact that God gives them to begin with. How often we may take our faith sometimes and say, God, this comes from within me for me to prove how right I am before you. So we need to stop every now and then. We need to remember that God's giving us something for our good. And so we hear that beautiful gospel. We hear that beautiful word of God saying, I have called you mine and make you mine and free you not to go do what you want, but I free you from the grasp of Satan. I free you from the grasp of the devil and I make you mine so that you are bound not in having to do things to prove your righteousness to me, but bound in my love so that you can freely give that out to all those that you walk and see in life. And so, dear confirmands, as you stand up here today and talk about your faith, as you stand up here and share those beautiful words of what God has done in your life, always remember that it's God's gracious gift as he works through you to speak his word to all those around you. That angel called Peter And Peter finally got it. It was three times over and over and over again that he finally got it, that he was was free. He was free to share God's love with the people that God sent him to. And so as he stood before the leaders in Jerusalem, as they called him out and said, how dare you go eat and share God's word with those that haven't been circumcised? And he said, no, hold on. Hold on a minute. See, because God has given us this freedom to share. It's not a freedom solely so we can live on our own and then lift it back up to him and say, look how I've taken care of this for you, God. No, it's so that we can share it with our neighbors, so we can share God's love and grace through Jesus and all that he has done for us and share that with our neighbors free because we don't have to worry about what we're doing before him because our righteousness comes from Christ. Because Christ has set you free. Christ forgives you. Christ died and rose for you and sits at the right hand of the Father and says, God, remember, Dad, those children, they're yours because all that I have done for them. So we're free to share. We're free to share that word. We're free to give that word away for free over and over again. And so Peter stands before those leaders in Jerusalem and he says, look, John baptized with water, but Jesus said that we'd baptize with the Holy Spirit and they received the same baptism that we received. And who am I to stand in God's way? Who am I to stand in God's way if he's going to give those gifts out freely over and over again from outside of them to give them that same love and grace? Who am I to stand in God's way? And I love the part where they fell silent and then they rejoiced. Look, look at how God's working. Look at how God is working. It's not a matter of living up to the law to be able to be right before God, but living by his grace poured over us for the love and benefit of our neighbors. And it's a gorgeous place to stand where you can stand free and receive God's grace over and over, only to hand it out over and over again. So that plane smashed three times into the ground. And again, I call it a miracle. I know it wasn't God's hand in the midst of it, but the thing did not shatter into toothpicks as I thought it would. And so my uncle comes over and he picks it up and he says, I know Grandpa's saying that the tail's got to go this way, but three times now doing the same thing, the thing keeps smashing into the ground. And so unbeknownst to my grandpa, my uncle took the tail and he kicked it the other direction. We light up the engine. We set it off. Now remember, the goal was to get it to go up straight and circle down. That thing circled up, and the engine cut out about 100 feet off the ground, 125 feet off the ground or so, and that thing went dead straight. Running down the field, we climb over the chain link fence across the road and we hit a cement wall that I scaled, 11 years old, this was pretty cool, up a bush, up on top of a wall and I realized we're at a backyard and the thing's now about 50 feet still clearing houses. (laughs) One and only flight. I never saw that plane again. It was gone, absolutely gone. Confirmands and everybody else. God has made you his. God has made you his by his word through the waters of baptism. You don't have to worry about exactly what direction things are going. He's going to guide you. He's going to lead you in any opportunity you have. Share that word. Share what Jesus has done in your life because he is the one that makes you free. And that word is gone. You may never see where it goes or what it does. But you can trust That God's word will accomplish what it needs to accomplish. Can trust that his joy will be brought through our sorrows at night, the joy will be brought in the morning. That he is the Alpha, the Omega. He is the one that makes things happen. And he is the one that has made you his through Jesus Christ. Amen. Would you please rise as we pray? Heavenly Father, thank you. For all that you have done through your Son, to claim us as your own and set us free in you, free in his love, free in his life, free in his righteousness, free in the faith that you give as a free gift, free to speak about you over and over again to all those that you bring into our lives. Give us the courage to care, give us the courage to share, give us the courage to live as your children as you strengthen us by your spirit. In your son Jesus' holy name, amen.